Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it. Lost a child, I tried to ease her pain It's on the God's will, she said she felt the same It's funny how the sun will up and bow the rain As if the clouds couldn't stand to see me outside again Wrote a rhyme that was kind with some vision to it Bottom line, it might expand your mind if you listen to it Too much shine can dull the soul If you feel how I feel, that I rap some more How can the devil take my brother if he's close to me When he was everything I wasn't but I hoped to be Get a little honest and I ask myself If the time come, will you save me if I ask for help? Send my mind on a journey to the outermost To document what it had seen and see, see me the notes And ask Kurt Cobain why, cause I need to know He stopped when he had such a long way to go I saw love in the eyes of a perfect stranger She overlooked my caring heart in search of a gangster Will we ever be together? Only time will tell She called my phone and talked to me as the hours swell I put my problems in a box beside my tightest rhymes On the lock and key, buried deep off in my mind And when it gets too full and I can't close the lid I spaz on my family and my closest friends Trade my materials for a peace of mind I'm so close to heaven, hell, I just need some time Who cares about life and the highs and lows Maybe I should write another song about pimps and hoes Cars and clothes, idol guards, golden calves, Louis scars I do this for the love and it's free of charge I don't need jail to be behind bars This is purely art In my grandma's household, this was surely taught don't be naive, yeah, these times is hard In the midst of all the glamour, hope you find God I never wish to be the burden bearer But souls need saving and it's now or never Shock value is all they wanna see It's us against them and it's just you and me Trying to take heed what I say in my songs Forgive me if I ever, ever steered you wrong Most people stop for signs, but I've driven through it If it don't touch my soul, then I can't listen to it The radio don't play the shit I used to love or maybe I'm just growing up I never seen a star on a red rug If I wanna see stars, I just look above To the heavens I know you've been dying so long So I'll be stronger for you Going through it
Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tala T with the one and the only Tala T. So today, guys, I have a very, very, very special guest in the building with me. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we're going to get on with the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Shayna and I'm Tyler's mom. <laughs> okay, so um, how you doing, mom? I'm good, son. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that you um, decided to be on the show with me today. Uh, I feel like we're going to have a really good conversation um, and we just, we just gonna go from there. All right, I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> okay, so, um, so today, y'all, we're gonna be talking about, um, marriage and children. So, I saw this post on Twitter not too long ago, which was like, um, if you could only have one, which would you choose? Would you choose marriage or would you choose children? And so, I screenshotted it, I posted it on my Instagram, and I did a poll and let people vote. And people were uh, gave me a lot of feedback saying, like, oh, I would choose this for this reason. I would choose this for this reason. And the results kind of vary. I think, like, 80 people voted on it, and I got, like, maybe 46% um, said children, or and 54% said marriage. And, I mean, I have my reasonings, my reasons of why I chose what I chose, but... um yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, go back and forth with that. So, um, what did you choose? I chose marriage. Okay. Uh, I chose marriage for companionship. Okay. Because, you know, when children grow up, they mm-hmm. grow up, they grow away, they move away, they exactly. start their own families. Exactly. And you're left with the emptiness syndrome. Yeah. So, you're left feeling all alone. Mm-hmm. Well, with your husband or your spouse... You're there. You have somebody to still communicate with, mm-hmm. you know, talk to, and just have that that bond. Mm-hmm. But that child is not there. Yeah. Um, did you feel that? Did you feel that emptiness when I went off to college? Yes, I did. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, okay, I get my life back now. Yeah. So, I can do some things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish I would have, like, recorded this. I had a place for us to, like, sit and have a camera and everything because i feel like this would have been a good video but i mean that's coming soon um but anyway uh, (laughs) anyway um i said marriage too um and i said marriage because i was thinking i was like well i know that i want children um and i also know that i want a companion and i feel like the companionship mattered more to me yeah um and it's just somebody to you know what i was thinking about was somebody to grow old with exactly and exactly. you all that person is somebody that you know you can lean on you always know that well you don't always that. know but i mean because you could get a divorce i mean yeah but i mean that's just playing the devil's advocate right uh, you could get a divorce but because there are pros and cons yeah to both, to both of yeah. them exactly but um i chose marriage because of that <clears throat> and just because you know i feel like i love love and I really enjoy relationships and things like that. So You get that from your mom because <laughs> I love love too. So um, just being able to like see that and thinking about like, man, I want to do this for myself. I want to have a relationship. I want to have, you know, I want to have all of that when I get of age and get older and fall in love, X, Y, Z. So that's why I chose marriage. Um, and I feel like a lot goes into being married like there's definitely some sacrifices that you have to make um most definitely there's definitely some some hard times in your marriage everything is in peaches and cream not at all and a lot of people i feel like with social media a lot of people only post their 
not their shortcomings, but their achievements or whatever, or the good. They glamorize and, yeah, everything. Yeah, they're good in their relationship, and nobody's relationship is perfect. And that's what I feel like a lot of people frown upon when they see um, different relationships being posted on Twitter. They glorify all of this. Oh, oh they're so in love. They're mm-hmm, going on mm-hmm. all these trips, but it's like they stick together when times get hard. Right. They had to get to that point. Exactly. And you don't know what that you don't know what that couple is going through once they're in that relationship right, because they're not letting you into that part exactly and you shouldn't exactly because you don't want everybody knowing your business um so okay so next question so how did um how did marriage make you feel when you were married when you were first married I guess well it gave me the sense that I would always have somebody to lean on like you you know previously stated mm-hmm. um again the companionship uh, just a lifelong friend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but with that, like we said, comes ups and downs. Everything is not going to always be peaches and cream. Exactly. It's not going to always be happy times. But you learn how to uh, communicate and mm-hmm. work through that so that you can, you know, always remain, you know, in love and respectful and be happy with one another. So, because you're going to go through the, the, the th- you know, good and bad and how you're thick and you have to stay together through thick and thin. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, so, with that being said, just how... I don't know. What qualities would you look for in somebody that you were wanting to be with or find yourself maybe being married to? Are you asking me about dating? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, dating is different now. Yes. So, and And even... For my age group, like mm-hmm. it, it's totally different now than what it would have been when I was in my 30s or what it would have been when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So your standards and the things that you want, they change. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you want stability, financial stability. And but when you're at a certain age, you know, I want somebody I can grow with. Well, at 45, you want to already be at that. So you just combine what, you know, your you assets. Yeah, yeah. And go from there so I want someone that's established mm-hmm. you know um, and that's going to bring to the table the same thing I can bring to the table exactly um, okay I like I like that answer and um, with me not because obviously I'm not married uh, but when looking for somebody that I would be interested in dating or whatever I look for someone that's down to earth mm-hmm. um someone that's very family oriented mm-hmm. uh cuz I'm very family oriented mm-hmm. um someone that has drive and that has goals someone that's not lazy or right. doesn't want to do anything with themselves somebody that likes to be active as well mm-hmm. um go outside you know do different activities go to the gym work out all that type of stuff um and somebody that's god fearing definitely most definitely um, and somebody that's just like very kind hearted. Obviously, you're gonna want somebody that you're attracted to. Yeah, you're the not, physical. You're the... not gonna want to wake up and roll over and be like, "Ooh, scary monster." Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 down the that's, wayside. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's gonna deteriorate. Yeah, what's gonna happen when the beauty is gone? Yeah, you know, exactly. You still gotta have the brains. And, exactly. Yeah. So um, now let's talk about children. Okay, let's talk about children. <laughs> so. If y'all don't know, I'm my mother's only child. So. The only son <laughs> I ever had. Oh, my God. 
I'm not even gonna tell y'all what I'm supposed to say after that. But yeah, so um, I'm my mom's only child. So um, how did it make you feel when I first came into your life? Well, when I first had you, I was 22 years old. I'm 22 now, and I could not imagine having a child right now. So it was very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you how to be a selfless person. Mm-hmm. I was spoiled growing up. Everything was mine. I didn't have to share anything. Even though I had three sisters and three brothers, it's, I still grew up as if I was an only child because my sisters and brothers were much older than I was. Mm-hmm. So having <clears throat> you, you know, taught me that I had to put my wants and my needs second because you came first mm-hmm. and what you wanted and what you need. So yes, having you definitely changed my life for the better. I would never trade you for anything in the world. You're the best son I ever had. But yes, it definitely teaches you how to be selfless, how to be more giving, more loving. And it was like, oh my God, I have my very own son to love and that's going to love me back. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I loved about you when you were a ch- children make you feel like you're perfect. Yeah. And and the <laughs> the thing you used to do when you were little when we would sing in the car and you would be like, Mommy, you sound just like the radio. <laughs> I thought I was a superstar then. <laughs> Made me sing even louder. So yes, having children can be very overwhelming, but it's a blessing as well. And I wouldn't trade you for the world. Okay, I appreciate that. And you know that I have an everlasting love for you. Everlasting. Um, But what were some of the challenges that you came across, like, with me being your first child and having me at such a young age? Because if you could have had... What was your ideal age of having children? 25 was okay. my ideal age of having my first child, and I always wanted two children. Yeah, I, that was my next question. I always wanted two children, but... After having you, mm-hmm. and I start, you know, the, the financial yeah. aspect of children, and oh, even thinking about having a child today just is blows me away because of so many of the different things that are happening with children and how you know people treat them and daycare and you know going to school and I mean those things were you know uh, out in the open and up out up front. When you were small, mm-hmm. but it's just so, so many things on the surface you, now. You see it so much more because of social media right. and all this technology that we have. And right. it's like these children are being exploited. Mm-hmm. Parents mm-hmm. are leaving their children by dumpsters. They sex trafficking, sex trafficking them, pimping them out. Yes. X Y Z. So many different things that contrib were contributing factors that made me change my mind mm-hmm. about having more children. Okay. And just, you know, it affects your, again, we know the finances, but your mental, your physical, your emotional, and let's not forget your social. Like, your social life changes as well because when you have a small child, you have to have a babysitter or you have to have friends that have small children with you so that you can co-mingle with those friends, you know, without having, and you can take your child with you. Mm-hmm. So, it's a lot of things that come with having children. It changes your life drastically. Yeah, and I know several young mothers um, 
that have kids now and you know we converse uh back and forth about you know things that they're doing like Shap. Mm-hmm. Uh Shap has a baby now and I just watch I I admire her because she she's mm-hmm. such a strong person and she's so strong-willed and so strong-minded and I know the things that she goes through because we talk frequently and I'm just like you know if if another young woman was in your position like they would have folded oh yeah and you know you you're staying strong and I admire you for that because a lot of women wouldn't do that and see I had a very good support system Mm -hmm. you know your dad and I were married Mm -hmm. but you know my mom was there his parents were there so we had a, a good support system when we were raising you so that made it you know easier yes I mean, it didn't take the stress completely away, mm-hmm. but it did make it easier. I always knew that if I needed someone to take care of you or to watch you, that your grandparents or your father was there, you know, to exactly. do that. So. And so what did you, when I started to, to grow up um, and to, you know, become more social and do more things outside of the house, what did you worry about the most? Or <laughs> What do I still worry about? Man, y'all, my mama worries about me so much. Like, I'm 22, and she still want me to text her when I get home. She yes. want me to tell her where I'm going, yes. when I'm leaving. Yes. And I guess, I mean, I'm starting to understand it more now because it's like, first off, I'm her only child. Yes. And she doesn't want anything to happen to me. And with everything that's going on in the world, it's, anything can happen. And mm-hmm. so she just wants to know that I'm safe. But... Growing up, I did have a lot of freedom. You did. Um, and I remember the first time that for, to where you really just let me go with somebody else and do something. Um, it was with Solomon mm. when we went to that basketball game. We oh, went to God. go see the Heat versus the Mavs. Yes. And I was like, yeah, Mama, I'm going to the, uh, to the game tonight. And you was like, who you going with? <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was going to be my first question. And I'm like, oh, I'm going with Solomon. Oh, I don't know Solomon. Who is Solomon? <laughs> I'm like, that's my friend from school. Mind you, I was in high school. I think I was a, was I a freshman or a sophomore? I think I was a, I think I was a sophomore in Solomon. Yeah, you could have been a sophomore in college, and I still would have reacted the same way. I think I was a sophomore. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just like, Solomon had just got his first car. And we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. I was sixteen. He was, <laughs> oh yeah. He was seventeen. So, you know, she was just like, "Well, am I gonna meet him?" Or I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, you can meet him." I'm like, "You have to trust me and to know that I'm not gonna just gonna get in the car and do something with just anybody." But it wasn't you that I was worried about. Mm-hmm. It was that child. Or the other people mm-hmm. that were out there. And what did I always tell you? You know, if the people start drinking and they start doing stuff that, you know, you you know you're not supposed to be doing or you're not comfortable with, you always have a ride. Call your mama. Yeah. I'm coming. I might fuss all the way there. Might. And all the way back. Might. <laughs> all the way there and all the way back. But please believe you got a ride. Your mama is coming. And so... That was that was the first time that I really um, got to branch out and just do something, you know, with my friends and by myself. And then she started to be more open and be like, okay, like, I know who you hang around. I see your friend. Because usually my friend, we used to all kick it at my crib. And all the time. That was that was the spot. And, any of and my, I was so okay with yeah. that because I knew you where you were. Mm-hmm. And any <laughs> of my close friends that know, like Cordell, Alex, 
Bruce, Solomon, everybody. Everybody was at Justin, Christian. Everybody was at my house. And they was like, yeah, bro, where y'all at? What y'all finna do? Oh, we just at Tyler Career, bro. And that used to be the spot. Yeah. And we, we lived in an apartment. It wasn't like we just had a big house. Yep. But we had that couch and we had that big TV in the living room. So... Everybody just come over and kick it. <laughs> and I was okay with that. Oh, Tyler, you about to have company? Okay. You know, I would leave you there with your friends or I would go in my room. It didn't matter. But, as, you know, as long as I knew you were home and you were safe, I was okay with that. But you you had a pretty, a pretty good group of friends. You know, nobody got into any trouble that I know of. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we definitely did some things, but I mean. Yeah, you told me some stuff after how you stole my car. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even think I told y'all that story. So, um, this was a chick that I was dating when I was in high school. Um, so, she needed a ride home, pretty much. And um, I was like, dang, my mama's asleep. And it was kind of late. So, I wasn't finna be like, hey, mama, you gotta take your money home. Like, whatever, whatever. But, so, I was like, hey, uh, I don't know how you finna get home. Because um, I don't think they had Uber back then. Oh, I wasn't hip to Uber. I didn't have no Uber money either. I don't think they had Uber. To get her. Because she was going to call a taxi cab. Yeah, her mama was going to get her a taxi or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was just like, she was like, well, can you take me? Because uh, I didn't have to take her all the way to, to the crib. I just had to drop her off at Townview. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't drive all the way to the crib. But. But you still drove my car without asking me. Hey, sometimes you just got to make sacrifices. <laughs> Tyler, how many times did you take my car? It was just that one time. Um, was it that night we came from the Christmas party? No. Nah. Oh. It was another time. It was another time. Oh, I don't think I told you this either. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do I want to know? Yeah, you want to know. It's not It's not bad. But um, it was on the 4th of July. You remember Imani was at my house on the 4th of July? Uh, when I was in high school, I think it was like, I think it was our sophomore year, maybe mm-hmm. our junior year. Mm-hmm. And she was about to leave and her mom was like, hey, do you want to come with us? Because we're going to, you know, do some stuff. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'll ride with y'all or whatever. So we went and had, a, um, you know, had a good little time. We went to we went to eat, went to see fireworks, all that. And she was like, um, it was a party that night and we wanted to go. And she was like, well, how are y'all going to get there? And uh, Imani, Imani Mama was like, do you have your, Tyler, do you have your license? But I had just got my permit. And you drove her mama's car? <laughs> I had just got my permit. And she was like, but I couldn't even say anything yet. I was like, yeah, I, was like, yeah, I don't have my li-. And Imani was like, yeah, he got his license. and But she didn't hear me. She just heard Imani. So... Yeah, she was like, "Well, you could take my car, and you could, um, y'all can go to the park." Oh Lord, <laughs> boy! But so we were in Mansfield. I drove from Mansfield. What? I drove from Mansfield back home, and I had to get my phone charger because my phone was about to die. And so I drove back home and got my phone charger. And when I got home, I was like, "Damn, Mama gonna hear me? She gonna ask where I'm going?" But you were in the shower. And you didn't know I even came. I didn't even know you came home. Uh-uh. And then. <laughs> Boy. And then I. Looked. Oh, you know you finna get a whooping, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You about to get this whooping. So then I le- I got my phone charged. I came back out of the house and I drove to Garland. 
we got to Garland, you know, we pulled up to the uh, party. It was getting shut down as we pulled up. So I was like, oh, yeah, we got to get out of here. And... Remember that time? <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> but you remember that time when y'all went to that, uh, that kickback? <laughs> hey, Tracy took us in the yeah. police car? <laughs> was Kaylin there? I don't think Kaylin went. No, Kaylin didn't go, but her friend was there. And so, ain't Tracy's friend was like, that ain't no, uh, kickback. That's a fuck back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man... I was like, oh my god. I was like, oh my god. She was so mad. She was so mad. Yeah, because and Tracy did take did take uh me. Mm -hmm. And you and you It was New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was. It was. So we all in the car. We had been drinking. Oh, it was crazy. And we seen people outside. We was like, are they outside drinking? Are they smoking weed? And so she was like, that ain't no kickback. I remember that. I remember that. Tyler, for sure. get your butt in this car. I ain't even have to fuss because she was fussing. Y'all, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, y'all didn't take me, but y'all came to pick me up. We picked you up. up. Yeah, because yeah, I rolled with Patrick. Yeah. Man, man, man. That's funny. She was really mad, too. I remember that. And I couldn't do nothing but laugh. <laughs> I couldn't do nothing but laugh. But, um, yeah, so I had drove to Garland, right? Mm -hmm. And the party had got shut down. And so I was like, yo, we got to get out of here. And so I ended up driving to Pleasant Grove. And we got, we got some golden chick. And then I drove back to your house. I drove back to our house. Came to the house. We was chilling. And, yeah. So when did y'all go home? When did you take your mama car back? She came and got it. Because her oh. mama was with somebody else. And they dropped her off at her car. To, to oh, to the house. car. Yeah. And where was I? Asleep? Mm-hmm. Oh, you getting it? <laughs> oh, get my bill. It's going down. Hey, that was the first card, y'all. That was the first time I ever told my mom that story. So as y'all can see, as y'all can hear her react, y'all can hear her reaction. Uh, Tyler, I can't believe you did something like that. Everybody does does stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I did. Me and my friend Quinn, we stole her mama's car all the time. It got to the point where she was like, "Uh, quit taking my call." <laughs> yeah, she just flat out told us, "Quit taking my call." So yeah, we. <laughs> But dang, not my own child. I never thought you would be so disobedient. Hey, sometimes. So sneaky. It worked. You got away with it. What you gonna do when your kids do stuff like that? I mean, I can't really tell you right now. I didn't find out about it. Had I found out about it, I'd have beat you. I knew, but I was older though. I don't care. Mm. I think about. As a parent, when kids do stuff like that, I mean, and we laugh at it now because, you know, you made it through it without, you know, a scratch, you know. But when I think about stuff like that, I think about the things that could have gone wrong. Exactly. As every parent would think. A parent that cares, at least. Right. And so that's why I was the way that I was. And I still am the way that I am because... Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to worry about the people, it's like you have to worry about law enforcement. Not to put a bad taste in people's mouth about law enforcement, but not all law enforcement is good for you or, you know, not all of them are against you, but not all of them are for you. And so you being a young black male, it worries me. Yeah. It, it worries it wor me. It worries me. Uh, 
And because you don't, you can't really tell. No. If they're good or bad, or bad, because I mean, some of your own people mm-hmm. be bad people. And so that's why I'm like, when you're out, you know, that's why I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Not to keep you from doing whatever it is that you're doing, because I, I want you to live your life and I want you to be happy and you know enjoy, mm-hmm. you know yourself. But that's the part. I'm like, don't just be out riding. Yeah. Wherever you're going, go to your destination. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, go. Go to your destination, have your fun, then go home. I don't want you to just be out riding because then you become a statistic. You know, they you, they start singling you out and, you know, they, they start group, profiling yeah, you. Yeah, they group you and... And I don't like not. that. And then being in the car with a whole bunch of guys, I never wanted you to do that. You know, mm-hmm. two guys, you know, that's fine, but I never wanted you to be with a whole lot of guys. Yeah, and... I definitely understand that. Um, but I was never a person that wanted to really just ride around. My dad used to tell me stories all the time about how, you know, he used to pull up to Redbird Mall and they used to just kick it and they used to go to parties all the time and they didn't even go to the they didn't even go inside of the party cuz everybody was just outside parking lot pimping. And you can do that type of stuff. You could do that type of stuff then because you know, law enforcement wasn't so hectic and so they really they didn't care as much as they do now. And a lot of st- I mean, it was crazy stuff happening back then uh, when my dad was go- was coming up. But it's even worse now. Yeah, most definitely. Because your dad had that high profile, you know, the Astro van. It was all purple with the with the um, Dayton's on it, and he called it the Grape Juice. He had, he so he done told me so many car stories, so so much stuff that they used to do him and Gerald and mm-hmm, Lamont mm-hmm. and Anthony and all of them. But I mean, like they they came up together. They they met in high school, and right. they're still friends. And I still have friends, just like, like that. you and your pr- and I do too. You know, my friends have been my friends for. 20 plus years mm-hmm. so and that's what i that's what i cherish about like you know growing up and meeting these people because i feel like a majority of my friends that i met i met them in middle school and early high in my high school career and like we're still friends to this day and i feel like we all we're always going to be friends because we're like-minded mm-hmm. and when you you have to have people in your circle that are like-minded mm-hmm. because y'all feed off each other mm-hmm. most definitely and we enjoy, you know, having fun together, spending time together. So it just, it comes around full circle, I guess. Most definitely. And you, you got to have people. That comes from your upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, now everybody's not going to be raised the same way. But at the same time, regardless of how you got it, something is going to be the same. Your morals and your values, they're going to still exactly. end up meeting, you know, in the same place. So... And it it was so crazy because, like, when I first got to school and I saw what other people did and how other people moved and the things that, how they came off, I was just like, man, who raised y'all? <laughs> like, people would be talking to their parents just any kind of way. And that's one thing I will not tolerate from a child. Like, no. you don't talk to your parents crazy. They made you. Mm-hmm. And you just don't. You just don't come at them any type of way. It's just about respect, period. At, you know, I feel like um, that's a self-respect thing as well. Self, you're most definitely, you are correct. Um, with any adult, you know, any person that's older than 
I am. I still give them respect. I work with ladies at work that may be 10 years older than me. Of course, there are some, you know, that are 20 years older than I am and they're um, old enough to be my mother. I still say Miss Beverly, Miss Cheryl. Exactly. Because that's how I was raised. I'm about to be 45 years old and I'm still saying Miss to these ladies, but that's how we were raised, you know. So you just don't call someone by their first name. I just feel, I, I cringe when I hear. There's this guy at work. I think he he's he might be like 25, 27. And Miss Beverly is 66, 67. And he'd be like, Beverly. I'm like, Miss Beverly? Exactly. You know, I don't trip when people call me Shayna because, you know, I still think I'm young. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to hear someone call a lady of, you know, someone of that age and that age group by their first name, I think that's just disrespectful. But that's how I was raised you know you all my mom's friends were you can call them by their first name but you better put a miss in front of that exactly that's just how and you do that's how that's how I am too especially like in the workforce um you don't just speak to the higher up people you speak to everybody, everybody. you speak to the janitor you mm-hmm. speak to the you speak to the cashier you say yes ma'am yes sir you use your manners you say excuse me but that's how you were that's how I raised you exactly um you hold the door for people. Exactly. Uh, it, it's just so much that a lot of people didn't come up doing, and and it's become the norm. Like it's 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 the norm to be nonchalant mm-hmm. or to be rude and disrespectful. Like when did like disrespect like become cool. the norm? It's it, that's cool. Yeah. When did that become cool? It's really, never gonna be cool for us. I really don't understand it. Um, and it's just like. When I when I went to college and just being or I was around obviously I was around a bunch of white people. Um, it was more white people than anybody else, and you just see how you can tell how their ways and their mentality once you you know are around them so much. Um, they want you to because they get spoon they're spoon fed a lot, mm-hmm. and which can be a good thing and it could be a bad thing because you don't know how to do something for yourself when you fall and it's just like they spend so much time picking them up like oh it's okay mm-hmm. we got you but it's like how are you ever going to learn coddling how to fend for yourself because uh, one day you may have kids and you can't write you you can't raise your kids like that because you just continue in the process mm-hmm. uh like you say, even when your kids fall, like if you if you fall and scrape your knee, you not you shouldn't just pick your kid up every time. You should let them fall and get themselves back up and be like, you're gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your knee may be a little scraped up, but it's gonna heal, right. and you're gonna be okay because that teaches them like, okay, they're still there, they still got my back, but I got up on my own mm-hmm. and I learned how to do this on my own, and that's what I feel like. I take a lot of pride in. Um, doing stuff for myself because I don't like depending on anybody unless I just really really need something. Yeah I was about to say when it's you when it's your last resort you use it as your last resort and then you use your resources. Yeah definitely (laughs) use my resources. Um but yeah, back to the um, yeah, because we got all the way off course. But that's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, That's that's how the show is supposed to be. so the next question I had is, uh, what did you learn from uh, being married? You definitely, definitely learn how to be a listener. Mm-hmm. Communication. 
compromise and you have to pick and choose your battles. You definitely have to learn how to pick and choose your battles because every action doesn't deserve a reaction. Mm-hmm. And because that's just with anything. Exactly. That's with life. So sometimes you have to treat a marriage like life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just it's it's a it's and you you're constantly learning your spouse, your yeah. mate. So you can't just take for granted that you've been with this person for 900 years because at any given moment, this person might wake up and be like, I can't do this no more. I don't want to roll like this no more. Yeah. And then you're like, but this isn't the person that I knew. No, I'm not the person that you knew. I'm somebody else today. Like, I don't want to do this. And that's, that's just how it is. You can wake up tomorrow and be like, I don't want to go to this job anymore. I'm tired of this job. I want to do something different. That's life. Mm-hmm. That's real life. That's reality. So you you got to know your spouse. You got to love your spouse. You got to listen. You got to learn. But you can't take for granted that, oh, I know her. Oh, I know him. Oh, I know what he going to do. Because you don't. Yeah. You thought you did. But you really don't. You do until you don't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You you know that person until you don't know that person anymore. So. And a lot of that that statement may go over a lot of people's heads because they're like, you know them until you don't. But like, people, like you said, people can wake up with different feelings every any day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Like one day they oh I feel like this towards you, you this person, this that and third, and then the next day it's the total opposite, and it's just like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. And it's very tough, I would imagine, to go through something like that. Um, And but, like you said, it's life, Mm -hmm. and you have to go through things to get through things. Um, So, what did you learn from having children? What did I mean? I know you touched on it uh, previously, but what are some more things that you learned besides you know? Oh, we could talk about compromising too. Compromising is a is a big thing that I feel like life teaches you, regardless of if you're married or have children. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once you say what you learned, I guess about when you had children. Uh, well, when you had me. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, it's it's the same thing. Um, I know I haven't been the perfect wife or the perfect mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but. There has been all kind of bumps and bruises along the way. But being your mother, you know, every moment of the way, you have made me proud. Mm -hmm. So, you haven't given me any reason except for the little stuff that you just told me a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) To be disappointed in you. You know, I've never experienced any disappointments. I mean, yeah, of course, there's the, oh, um, mom, I, you know, did bad on this test at school. You Uh know, I I wouldn't say disappointed or or angry. I was just, okay, Tyler, you know, you know you can do better than this. I expect more from you. Do better the next time. But being your mother has been, you know, awesome. Um, like I can't even explain the joy you know that you have brought to my life so I only want you know great things for you and you've been doing that you know ever since since day one Mm -hmm. you've been nothing but awesome and I don't want to make it seem oh she's just saying that because she his she's his mother well yeah, I am saying that because I'm his mother, but because it's also true, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
I just, I don't know. It's just being your, be, what I've learned from being your mother, again, how to love, how to have patience. Um, because being a mother, you know, your kid can, can work your nerves. Yeah, especially at a young age, because kids are so energetic. They mm-hmm. have, they want to know everything, and they have a lot of questions. And kids don't have a filter at all. At all. At all. <laughs> Somebody sent me a um a text message, uh, a video of this of uh, Inaya, the little rapper girl that's on Instagram, the and, her, girl. Uh-huh, and her little boy, and he had she had the box of Cotex, mm-hmm. and so he said he asked her. He said, "Are." These band-aids for girls. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a good that's a good analysis. That's but then he said, but then he said, you put them on your private part, and he was patting his private part, or did you put them on your arm? And I was like, oh my gosh, she was like, why do you want to know that? So of course she didn't give him an answer. All she could do was laugh because what did you say? I mean, I feel like you tell him. Oh my god! I feel like you. T- he asking you, and he obviously know it got something to do with that. But where are you getting that from? Exactly, kids know stuff like that, though. They do. And so when they, I feel like when they ask, you just have to tell them. But you have to put it in layman's terms. You have yeah. to put it in children's terms, yeah. so they can understand it. And because they, I mean, co- they gonna learn about it anyway. They are. But there was a time and place for everything. He's like five. Like, you shouldn't even be worried about anything like that. And then on top of that, you're a boy. So, that's not even any of your concern. But, yeah. So, Zaylin calls me on his new cell phone he, he gets for his birthday. He called me yesterday, too. And I'm like, oh, Zaylin, it's your new number. I'm going to save your number or whatever. I was like, so who are you going to call on your phone? People to take care of my business. But Zayla always had that old soda. I mean, but he just shut me all the way down. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. What business? What people? You're eight. Eight-year-old business. Your, your, your auntie told Zaylin, told Jace, Jace, take that trash out. He was with his homeboy. He told my say, man, get that trash for me. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get your butt in there and take that trash out, I'm going to beat the skin off of you. First, second, and third legs. <laughs> Like, who are you? You know he went to the fair by himself. He's 12. Dang. Did I go to the fair by myself? No, you went with Keisha and um and uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel and them every year. Yeah, 12 with his friends. That's lit. That's lit. I like that. Deborah, and your auntie's like, Shayna, he 12. He almost a teenager. I was of, like, of course she said that. Me, I'm over here... Like, ready to call the National Guard. Like, I got to go get my nephew from the fair because he out there by himself. Like, what's really going on? Like, I wasn't ready. Because you could have never gone to the fair by yourself. And remember that time I dropped you off to the fair for the, um, the fest? It was the Kwanzaa Fest. And you met Cassie and all of them out there? Uh. It was something. I dropped you off to meet them. And that was like... I was like, hurry up and call me when you find your friends. Let me know when you find your friends. And remember, Oh, yeah, I was by myself. And I used to drop when you, y'all went to a concert and I dropped you off to meet your friends. Hurry up and call me when you meet your friends. I need to know, are you with your friends? She was like, mama, I found my friends. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was never, I, I know you worried about stuff like that, obviously because you're my mama, but I never used to worry about stuff like that because I feel like I would know 
how to handle myself in a situation if I got into something. How you know you're going to know how to handle yourself in a situation I, that you've never been in? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just never really took the time out to just be like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. Or, no, I'm, I'm I don't want you to be scared because that's going to hinder you from doing things. So I never want you to be afraid, but just be aware and be cautious. Yeah. yeah um, and my dad, he he gave me a lot of freedom as well. It wasn't too much that I couldn't do around my dad um, and my Mimi and Grandpa, obviously, but they're older. so I was. But they let him have freedom. Yeah, and that's why I feel like my dad was so lenient with me. You were you were lenient, but it took it took it definitely took time for you to get to that point. Um, and I think once once you really got to that point, like oh yeah, Tyler, I'm not gonna be here, so you can I'm uh, I'm gonna be gone or whatever whatever. But I'm gonna be like yeah, me and Justin doing this or me and Christian going to do this or whatever he was like okay y'all have fun y'all be careful i think it was like maybe when i was like 16 17 or something like because i remember we um we went to this party uh and i that was party in garland no 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 this was when justin and them had first went to college mm. so i think i was a was i a senior in high school or maybe i was a junior it was one of them, but Justin and them had first went. To, that's when they had first went to college, and they was like, "Yeah, it was these parties we used to go to called Singer Room Kickback." Uh, <laughs> and they they were like, uh, they used to have some of them used to be at like a venue, a little club, or whatever. Some of them used to be at like a house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Hey, mama, um, I think it was about to be some break, or I was about to graduate, or something like that." And it was Justin, Colin. It was like, "Yeah, bro, we going to the." Cause they were out of school. No, it was it was about to. Uh, I was about to graduate, I think, and they had already came back because their semester was over for college, and it was like early. May. I was like, "Hey, mama, can I go to this? Uh, can I go to this kickback? Um, since I'm finna graduate or whatever." And it was on like a, it was on a weekday. I think it was on a Tuesday or something, or a Thursday or something like that. And I had to go to school the next day. So I was just like, I was like, let me just ask my mama, bro, to see what she says. She probably gonna say no, but I'm gonna ask anyway. And you was like, yeah, you can go. Uh, you bet. You just better get up for school, cause you know, Aunt Shell used to pick us, pick mm-hmm. me up, and I had to be up. I had to be ready around like, if I, I had to be, re- I had to get up at like seven something. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, you can go. So I was like, dang, she really let me go. I was so excited. <laughs> I was texting Justin. You know, I'm like, yeah, bro. When y'all, oh, you ready now? <laughs> Like yeah, bro. I'm, uh, she letting me go, and then uh, I, they was like, um, Cassie and them was asking me like, you going, you going? I'm like, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> that was like, all right, cool. So you know, I went to that. That that was really fun, uh, and I was glad you let me do that because I was like, man, a lot of people's parents wouldn't let them. There was this one party like that. that you wanted to go to, and it was way in Garland. And you couldn't, because remember, I was like, let me, where's the party? Let me know. Because remember, you used to always send me the flyers and, or send me the address. And I don't know. I just didn't feel right about that party. And something ended up happening at that party. Remember? I do remember that. I don't remember what party it was, though. But I remember that, though. It was in Ball Springs. It was in Garland. It was somewhere. And I was just like, no, that's too far. I'm just like, no, that's too far. I don't know why. I, I I just had this feeling, and I'm like, no, you can't go. And, but you didn't even trip, though. 
Oh, you didn't let me know that you was tripping. Like, usually you'll walk around moping, looking all crazy, but you just chill. You were just like, no, she ain't gonna let me go. And then, I guess, when you heard about it, you know, you probably was, like, relieved. Like, dang, I'm glad I didn't go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, I don't know. It was it was just the instinct. I guess, motherly intuition. <laughs> but, um, I, I remember that. I remember that party. I don't remember what party it was, but I definitely remember that. It was, I went to so many parties, though. You did? I did, a, I did a lot of stuff. That's why I feel like I didn't go crazy when I got to college. Because... Y'all let me live my life yeah. as a teenager pretty yeah. much. Um, because high school, I lived my life in high school. High, high school, school was, was a time. Yes, high school was absolutely fun for me, and so was college. So, in college even more so, because of course, your parents aren't there. Yeah, college was crazy. College now, was definitely crazy. you got a different experience than I did because you lived in an apartment. Well, I lived in the dorm the whole time I was in college. Yeah, college was wild. So we had a curfew, but I didn't mind. I didn't follow that curfew. We were like, yeah, we we didn't have a curfew. We could come in our dorm whenever. Yeah, uh, long as we had our badge to get in, like we were good. And freshman year, none of us had cars, but we every we all lived in we lived in the newest dorm on campus. So yeah, that dorm was nice. Everybody wanted to live in that dorm, and everybody that we knew. For the, for the most part, stayed in that dorm because it was a co-ed dorm and then it was just the girl side. Mm. So, everybody stayed in that dorm. So, we used to see people. Uh, we used to catch Uber and go to Walmart and go grocery shopping. They'd be like, dang, y'all live in Sayers. I'll be seeing y'all. They was like, what y'all doing tonight? It's Halloween, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we going to the little party. Can we ride with y'all? Yeah, bet. So, then they came our, they became our party buddies and we was going to parties with them, doing all type of stuff. And, we did. We rolled that out our whole freshman year. But that's what you're supposed to do in college. like. And then we met... Um, no, then we got our apartment. And when we got our apartment, we was like, man... We were so excited about getting an apartment. Because, um, you know, I was with Cordell and Alex. Um, and then, like, throughout my whole mm-hmm. college career. like mm-hmm. and, and Sayers, we live right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we stayed in the same apartment all four years. Mm-hmm. So it was just like we really came in together. We didn't leave together. Well. But, I mean, we all going to finish, so that's all right. that matters. No matter when you get it, as long as you get yeah. it. Look at me, how long it took me to get it. How old was I? 41? Yeah. Yeah, I was, was 41. Years, that was four years ago. It'll be, it'll be four Next, this December, this December, mm-hmm. it'll be four years. Yeah, but, um, yeah, college was, high school was a time, though. Me, we always reminisce about high school, telling the same stories over and over again. Um, just because Townview was, they done added me to a Townview alumni group on Facebook. Okay. And it's like 5,000 people in there. And it's awesome. It's people from oh one that graduated from Townview in oh one talking about what teacher did y'all hate in school? I hated such and such and I'm just like, No y'all didn't make this to talk about people. Oh my god. But but yeah, so Townview was definitely uh 
a life changer. Um, and I got the best of both worlds, obviously, because I went to Townview, but I played basketball at Campbell. Mm-hmm. So it was like I got to, you know, get a good education and go up to town. I mean, go up to Campbell and play basketball and just see how, see what they did. Because mm-hmm. they didn't do nothing in school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you did get the best of both worlds because when I was in high school, you either all of the magnets were separated. Mm-hmm. So, but so I thought that was awesome that they put them all together. Yeah, it it was good because you got to mingle and talk to everybody, different people in different yeah, fields of study. Yeah, going down and it was so many people at Townview. But every one thing, everybody was just so smart, man. Like I didn't even want to go to Texas State. I wanted to go to UT. But, really? Yeah, I didn't apply because my scores were too low, and I was just like, man, I'm not even gonna get in, so I'm not gonna apply. But I was like, I know several people that go to Texas State because they went to Townview, and I was like, I might as well apply down there. I never knew what your reasoning was behind going to well yes i did you told me because of their program their uh sports medicine program athletic training right but i didn't know that you wanted to go to ut yeah that was my that was my first choice i always wanted to go to ut well not always but like once i really started looking into okay college like i was like man i want to go to ut like that was that was my first choice i always i love the longhorns Uh, really yeah i wanted to go to ut wow hmm but I was like, man, Texas State, Texas State will do. Then I got to Texas State and started their athletic training program, and I hated it. Yeah. Because it was, it was just too much. Like it was I was overwhelmed. I was a so I wanted. I knew I wanted to be have a social life, and that program didn't allow me to have a social life because I was always having to go to practice, having to go to games, and I'm like, if I'm an athletic trainer, like I know I want to have a family at one point in my life and I was like I ain't even gonna be able to spend time with him that's why your cousin stopped dancing at PV Tori Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she couldn't have a life like everything revolved around dancing exactly and I'm like I don't want to spend four years in college doing this and let college just pass me by yeah because you needed to um, get that college experience I just don't understand why they would create a program you know that was that that but would I mean, take that, up that much that's of your how, time that's how athletic training is and no some, that's how they created the program to be it doesn't have to be that way yeah true because you don't have to be you don't have to work for a sports team right you can work at a hospital especially now uh, I see several jobs that go on and do all the you can work anywhere and everywhere but um, I just had one more question. Okay. Just the last question. Okay, so if you could change anything about having children or being married, uh, what would you change, and why would you change that? Uh, I wouldn't change anything. Really? Why is that? Because the relationship that I had in my marriage, you know, the way that I raised you, the relationship I have with you, it has helped to groom me into the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, the good and the bad. The pretty, the ugly, whatever. The good, the bad, the ugly, however they say it. I mean, I chop it up to life experience. Exactly. And without those life experiences, 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't have anything to tell you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have anything to share with you. How they say learn from my mistakes. I want you to make your own mistakes and I want you to learn from them. But at the same time, me giving you, you know, my testimony or my truth about whatever it is that I went through, kind of like, okay, well, I don't want to do it like that. Maybe I should do it like this. Mm-hmm. Gives you options. Yeah. Um, of how to you, handle things. You definitely need options um, with anything. Mm-hmm. And especially like growing up because life is hard i was uh when i went to townview last week i was talking to one of the counselors miss kasi and she was like she was telling me because she's older than you i think she's in her 50s and she was like i still haven't figured life out yet right right and look at me i got i've been having my degree it's almost four years and i still don't know what i want to do um now i would say that before i got married had children whatever i would have definitely finished my career goals yeah. or you know taking that path and then you know started my family so that I wouldn't be backtracking mm-hmm. trying to figure things out now but who's to say that even had I done that that I wouldn't want to change careers on down the line because exactly. I know several people that went to college got their degrees they were teachers they was like uh uh-uh, uh I can't do this left teaching Went to be police officers. Mm-hmm. So, people change their careers all the time. That's life. Pretty yeah. Much. Um, but that's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, it's been fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. But, uh, yeah, y'all. That's the end of this episode. Um, if you want to hit me up, let me know anything. Uh, don't hesitate. You can always get at me on Twitter. My Twitter is at TalkToMeTylerT. Um, you can email me. My email is TalkToMeTylerT at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any concerns, you want to tell me how much you love the show, if you want to tell me how much you hate the show, uh, if this is your first time listening, I appreciate you. If this is your last time listening, I appreciate you too. And uh, yeah, man, it's Tyler T and I'm signing out.